Oh, right. Yes. Let me see here. Where did that go? Also, if there's a way to turn up your microphone, I would appreciate it because right now the boys are louder than you. Sure. And I, I don't want them to win. <laughs> yeah, screw them. Yeah, screw us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> we can kiss our asses. Can? No. Wait, give me a second. <laughs> the best part of that was hearing your voice be far away from the microphone. Hold on a second. <laughs> My ass is in the other room, all right? <laughs> You're very tall. Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome to Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 86. Normally, I would put a very well-researched number joke into this part of the show, but for this week, I'm, I'm 86-ing that joke. So, uh... Rim so- shot! Ayo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you... There. Wait, I, I too have an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> You think it's an iPod. Wait until you hear later. Speaking of things that you don't expect <laughs> much from, today we're talking about Gossip Girl, the first novel in the Gossip Girl series by Cecily von Zygasar. Wow, well done. Thank you. You can read along with us uh, by going to by getting the audiobook for free if you'd like. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Sign up for a free trial. Keep the audiobook even if you cancel. And you can get this in abridged form, which is a measly two hours. So go ahead and do that. Also, we really appreciate it because they're our sponsor. You can also suggest a topic for us to read or watch anything under the sun. Go to read-weep.com slash suggest. Fill out a little form, vote on other people's suggestions, and decide our future. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm in Portland. I have a very special panel with me today. Uh, First up, he's always trying to live his life like it's a movie, except it's the kind of movie we'd make fun of for being terrible and boring. In uh, Northern California, it's Ezra. I have a feeling that sex is going to be even better than food. <laughs> but you you don't get to find out. I know! <laughs> when will I know if it's true? <laughs> it's yet another book with a super hot girl who can't give it away. <laughs> Why is this theme on our show? <laughs> These people don't exist in the real world. As far as you guys know. As, no, you're right. I, I, I guess how would we verify that? Lonelyhotchicks.com? I don't know. Uh, Googling? Googling? <laughs> uh, also joining us today, in order to have sex with his gorgeous girlfriend, he has to get himself drunk and stoned, which, if this were any other book, would mean he might be gay. But he's not. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris. Hey, I really want to have sex with her, but I don't want it to be a thing. So I'm going to go have sex with somebody else, kind of. Take the edge off a little bit. Word. Nate does seem like he'd say ward. <laughs> also joining us with a very special guest today. She's so hot, she's surprised when no one wants to hang out with her on a Friday night. Fortunately, everybody she talks to all night falls instantly in love with her. In Boston, let's welcome Amanda Leinbaugh to the program. I almost forgot to show up to the podcast because I was busy chasing French boys. <laughs> Just... I heard you got pregnant and your baby's in Marseille. <laughs> And I'm addicted to, like, all sorts of drugs, like Prozac and heroin. Yeah. And, and you deal them as well. You started yeah, your own. And they have, you, oh, they right. have the initial of your name on them. Yeah. You stamp them. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. Custom That's made That's why heroin. they're stamped S. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming. 
Oh, you're right. I didn't get that either. That's great. Wait, Thank you guys you didn't get that? You thought the S stood for just like slutty. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, super that's drug. A, that's a drug I've never heard of called S. It's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, act, in, in all reality, uh, Amanda is actually a writer for the the great blog Skeptic at skeptic.org. So check her out, and it's really nice of you to be here today, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Well, so before we talk about the book, we need Chris to explain to us what actually happened in case we've forgotten or you don't know. Chris, today I would like you to summarize in the style of a teenage blog focusing on your very narrow circle of friends. Dear four of you, here's what happened today. Blair Waldorf is a socialite in Manhattan and she's got loads of money, as do all her friends. Everything is taken care of for them and they drink and fuck all the time, even though they're 16. Blair's ex-best friend, Serena, comes back from boarding school. And then, everybody likes Serena better. Uh Uh-oh. Well, Blair and her boyfriend, Nate, who she's trying to eventually sleep with, and also horny boy Chuck, who is horny and wears a scarf, and (laughs) this girl, Jenny, who has big boobs, and her brother, Dan, who's kind of a rocker, are all there. But I just mentioned all of you because the world is made of six people. You know what? <laughs> Those six people get sloppy. Welcome to Gossip Girl. One, one of my favorite things about this is because Chuck is horny and has a scarf, he's by far the most well-defined character <laughs> in the book. Actually, uh, we're being too mean. It's too early. So as always, we're starting in with a compliment sandwich. It's the part of our, our show that elevates us above hilarity into educated criticism. Amanda, as the as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Uh, I think I'm going to go first. Okay, lay it on us. Okay, so since I, I love terrible jokes, I actually laughed really hard when uh, Serena goes in to check out the drama club, and they're doing um, Gone with the Wind, and they're singing Burning Down the South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. It, it was the only funny thing in the entire book. And, to and the I tune of Burning funny. Down the House, of course. Exactly, exactly. Just thinking of uh, David Byrne singing Burning Down the South was, <laughs> was great. The only high point. Do you think they may be like, saying, like, I don't give a damn to the tune of Fuck You? <laughs> she's like, honey, I don't give a damn. <laughs> That's totally a great musical. Why aren't they making this, this terrible show and book? Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go second then. My major compliment... I really love the idea of a blog dedicated to a small group of high school friends, like gossiping just about the people in your high school. Yes, please. You like that as well? Oh my god, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I like it for a bunch of reasons, but it, it, I like it mostly because it reminds me of a couple of blogs that I already write, uh, including things Ezra said that sounded sexual.tumblr.com. Oh, you're the one that does that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really fun idea of being like this like where you could like it's like a celebrity gossip blog but with people who are not really celebrities that's so neat maybe eventually just gonna be only about yourself you know (laughs) and like it'll also be a private blog so no one else can read it yeah with that they call that a diary (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking like yeah that already exists that was live journal (laughs) (laughs) mood (laughs) self-absorbed again (laughs) It's broken. I can't unselect that. There's only the one option on the menu. 
All right, Ezra, you get to be our third compliment today. Okay. This is for giving me uh, a good food recommendation. Oh. So when uh, Nate is reluctantly about to have sex, uh, his <laughs> mind's kind of wandering. He's thinking about a great chicken and black bean burrito with extra guacamole, and he talks about this Mexican place on Lexington Avenue. You know, so I, I you know, went to Yelp, checked it out. There is totally a solid Mexican place called El Paso Taqueria on Lexington. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat there next time I'm in New York. And you're gonna make sure to get some guac. Yeah, extra guac. Extra. Just I mean, like Tim Ferriss what used to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. This is for you, Timmy F. <laughs> All right, Chris, Mr. Pants himself, what is your compliment? Oh, well, interestingly enough, my compliment <laughs> takes place in the pants. <laughs> There's a really great quote of, uh, or I guess a really great passage. It says, What about a condom or something, Blair murmured, gaping at Nate's heart on. It looked like it was going to take over the world. <laughs> like Godzilla. Well, or, like or Godzilla. Napoleon. It could be small, yeah, but like I, I actually looking... more like to think it's like Napoleon. It's small. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's got its little hand and its little coat. Yeah, exactly. I thought it had a monocle and was stroking a cat menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was monologuing while like you know James Bond was dangling from the ceiling. Yes, and that is my plan for the underwater laser. <laughs> All right, you crazy kids, let's move on. Compliments out of the way, it's time for our uh, more natural segment. We're going to open with, as always, the game of Hungry Hungry Hados. <laughs> Get as many colored balls into your Hado. Uh, pasta de pissed off a mouse <laughs> anyway uh so what is what are your least favorite parts about the book now that you've given us the, the things you actually like um alex i'm gonna steal one from you i think there's okay, um, that's rude yeah i know right? i'm, I'm right go here after. it's not like <laughs> oh shit it's not like i won't find out <laughs> i can't believe alex came back from europe <laughs> um this is a hate on uh on being the a dick in a poker game, I guess. Oh yeah, there was. There's one part where uh, where Nate totally slow rolled Blair. Yeah. Where um he says uh you know about what happened with Serena, he's like. We kissed. He took a deep breath and held it, and then we had sex. Yes. <laughs> what a douche thing. Wait. A... I know. Come on, the... dude. Wait. Wait a bury the lead on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we looked at each other across the room. And then fucked for hours. <laughs> I, I mean, I admit, I may have stared into her eyes in a romantic fashion while she was going down on me. <laughs> so, here's something I hate. I hate that Cecily Vaughn, uh, I've forgotten already, thinks that there's big mysteries that, we're, that we really care about. Like, what part of Serena's body has been photographed? Is it her belly button, or an eyeball, or a gunshot wound? <laughs> Why does Serena have a gunshot wound? <laughs> That's the real mystery. Wait, do, do you think she got shot when um, she tried to stop uh, Nate's penis from taking over the world? <laughs> <laughs> he like was trying to assassinate the president, and she was like, no, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Dives in front of the penis bullets. <laughs> so I've got to hate. Everyone has one adjective except for Chuck, who has two. <laughs> uh, so Blair has brown hair Serena has blonde hair Jenny has big boobs And Chuck is horny and wears a scarf Wait, wait. Um, when is wears a scarf an adjective? <laughs> Scarfed 
Scarfed. He is he bescarfed. is scarfed. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with you for a second, Chris. Yeah. If Jenny has big boobs, can't both big and boobs be modifiers on her character? Uh, I'm pretty sure she has big boobs. So. Yeah, it's not like you can say she is big and has boobs. That would be two things, but no. Um, if I could hate on on the editing for a second. And when I was looking through notes, I went through the unabridged version. Oh. And there's a section where she talks about what Jenny eats and said, like, no matter what she eats, it goes straight to her boobs. <laughs> I can't believe that was on the cutting room floor, honestly. So her boobs are, are made of, like, idea. salads and smoothies? Like, well, according to this, it was buttered scones, actually. Uh, buttered chocolate chip scones. <laughs> but do they go to her boobs or on her boobs? Because if they're that enormous, I mean... They kind of just messy, is that, that what you're saying? Drum catcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other hates. Anybody else? Other hates. Uh, the strange uses of perfume. Yeah. Say more about that. <laughs> well, it, at the very beginning, it starts out saying that, you know, rich people use French perfume as their bathroom deodorant. That's just gross. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a bad start to the book. And then later on, when Blair is getting ready to seduce Nate, she sprays perfume all over herself, including In on her, her crotch, yeah. which is yeah. just nasty. Like that's what you want—a face full of perfume when you head down there. Ugh. I mean, uh, I guess this is an interesting place where we disagree because I I always put a little bit of cologne in my engine room. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold on a second. If that's your engine room, <laughs> I got so many questions about the fuel, where you are going, what kind of tracks you use, what happens when you break down. The only one I'm willing to answer is I'm not going very far. <laughs> But no, Amanda, that, that, the, the first line about the perfume was great, so let's play that clip. Our shit still stinks, but you can't smell it, because the bathroom is sprayed hourly by the maid with a refreshing scent made exclusively for us by French perfumeries. I mean, it's already called Ode to Toilet. It's so perfect for the bathroom. <laughs> I, in both of those moments, you mentioned the perfume are better than the time where uh, Nate was described as being, as he smelled like the cleanest, freshest boy alive. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I have no idea. I can't compare that to anything. <laughs> but there's no way it smells better than the cleanest, freshest girl alive. So, <laughs> Or what about like the cleanest, freshest uh, teddy bear from a laundry detergent commercial? Oh, man. Oh, the talking bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that bear ever hung out with Teddy Ruxpin? Because there aren't that many talking bears. I was... <laughs> All the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Care Bears and uh, uh, the Coke Bear? The, and... the gum... The Berenstein Bears. The Berenstein Bears. Uh, Do the gummy bears talk? Yeah. Are they real bears? Commercials, yeah. And what? I don't know if they count as bears technically, like the, zoologically, but they're close. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, uh, Smokey the Bear. He's got kind of a limited range of what he says, but it's he still talks. Boo boo bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ezra, I think we've I think we've successfully defeated you. I think there are numerous talking bears. They may all go to meetings once a year, but they can't all be close because there's too many. Joke's on you, Alex. I just want to talk about bears more than I want to talk about this book. All right, uh, so for our, our, our next Megan segment, we're going to play, uh, we have a regular feature that we like to call the Writer's Workshop.
you're familiar with this bit? Yes. Thank you. Wow. Amanda's a fan. Uh, I am. Which is very... A big one. I, we, I don't like to ever assume that, but it, it does make things easier to not ex- to explain stuff less. <laughs> it's very strange that I'm hearing your voices and you're actually talking to me. Yeah. I'm not just hallucinating it or something. Hey, Amanda. How's your day? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Especially considering how late it is here. <laughs> Chris. Oh my god. Wait, Amanda. Save that as your ringtone now. I'm keeping that. That's mine. <laughs> Chris, you have such a great voice, and I like that you can use it for good or for evil. <laughs> Right, I have a switch. It's just you, good and evil. You do. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, we are fortunate enough to have Cecily von Zygasar here with us. She has uh, been kind enough to give us a, an abridged version of her old novel, Gossip Girl. And uh, we've obviously been talking about it for a little while now, but it's time to actually ask her direct questions because she's here. Thank you so much for joining us, Cecily. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, uh... Uh, would anybody like to get started? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Skeet Stevens. Um, hello. I'm a member of this group for, for eight weeks now, and I am a recovering alcoholic. I'm on step nine of my 12. And I'm just wondering, uh, Cecily, how you sleep at night glamorizing the drinking of alcohol by 15, 16, 17-year-old people. Mm. <laughs> Uh, well, Skeet, uh, I think that I uh, I glamorize drinking by teenagers because it is glamorous because they're young and hot and rich. So everything that they do is glamorous, including uh, getting drunk and uh, riding buck naked on themselves. That's a that's a great answer. This is Tom, by the way. I'm here to hopefully improve my public speaking skills. Uh, I want to further on that question. You also glamorize restaurants selling liquor to this, these young people, knowing full well they'll get their liquor licenses removed Illegal. once, once Illegal. this book comes out. <laughs> uh, how can you uh, possibly defend the risking of liquor licenses? Uh, once again, these are beautiful young rich people. They get to do what they want, uh, including uh, drive people out of business. Well, from the business owner's standpoint, what if they are ugly and poor and they're going to lose their business by serving to these people? Do you see what I'm saying? That that's their problem. Can't they just you know go and be somebody's gardener or something? Oh, that's a very good that's a very good point. I don't know. What do ugly people do for work? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, they milk various livestock as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pump gas, and I'm like a six. Hold, hold on, Skeet. Skeet. What are the various kinds of livestock that you milk? Goat, sheep, cow, dog. <laughs> Uh, it's, it That's how out. I make my living, alright? It's not a good living. It drove me to drink, and that drove me to hell. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're in hell now? <laughs> no, my, 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 my soul. And, and now I'm in the process of slow reclamation, alright? It's a very it's, serious thing. Let's move on. Thank I, you. Actually, Skeet, I wanted to ask you a question since you mentioned you were on step nine. I just wanted to know what step that was. <laughs> in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you could tell me what steps seven and eight are, I'd, I'd just love to hear them. Googling? Not Googling, that's cheating. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be quizzed on this. 
Step 9 is making direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And those such people are people like you that I've hurt. And I consider my outburst last week at our poetry circle a certain degree of injury for which I apologize and for which I've brought some Russell Stover's candies. Thank you. <laughs> yep, that'll yeah, not do it. it. Does it for me. You're, you're forgiven. Thank you. Also, uh, we really appreciate the dog cheese you brought us. <laughs> my pleasure and that's not cheese <laughs> oh god uh, um, so, Cecily I have a question um, this is uh, uh, Pitney Meredith um, we have uh, it's not a I've, game. I've, I've, uh, there's the a Pitney Bowes there's a Pitney Bowes uh, mailer in front of me and I was looking over there's a cookbook written by Meredith someone uh, to the right so that's all the names are what's immediately surrounding you yes you're like a Native American when you name yourself (laughs) order number (laughs) Uh, my next character is called Platinum Card (laughs) Calculator it's nice to hear from you again Pitney all right. Um, now, I've been trying to live my whole life, actually, uh, based on this book, you know, because I think there's a lot of great stuff in there. Now, in the first part of the book, you say that... Uh, that If we aren't careful, Serena is going to win over our teachers, wear that dress we couldn't fit into, eat the last olive, have sex in our parents' beds, spill Campari on our rugs, steal our brothers' and our boyfriends' hearts, and basically ruin our lives and piss us off in a major way. Now, is this implying that that we're supposed to be in love with our brothers to begin with? Because that's really the only way I could see this being hurtful to us. Also, that we're low on olives. <laughs> that... Yeah, we're we supposed to buy more olives. <laughs> that would solve that problem. Yes, I think that it would be okay. She ate the last olive, but they're pretty cheap. <laughs> A side note: uh, having sex in our parents' beds. So, what's up with that? Does that make sex better? What's what's your, what's the reasoning? Well, it makes it uh, easier to uh, conceive babies that you can then send off to uh, French convents. Really? Really? Oh. Is there something about my parents' beds that make make babies happen? I mean, well, tried and true. Where do you think you came from? Yes, exactly. From the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the stork carried the bed in for me. <laughs> Well, uh, also, it seems like in that case, uh, have them other people having sex on my parents' bed, mostly seems like they're disrespecting my parents and pretty much leaves me out of it. Also, if I can't fit into the dress, why not let her have it instead of letting it go to waste? Well, also, why are you only drinking Campari? <laughs> Campari and lime, that... thank you. But also, why do they have so many rugs? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's hard to wash Campari out of a rug. It's bright red. All right. Well, why not they get some red rugs? Because it didn't go with the room. Why didn't they make their room redder? Because red rooms make people angry. Red room! (laughs) (laughs) Spelled backwards is murder. (laughs) It's murder. (laughs) It's it's cow homicide. It's not that. (laughs) Oh no, skeet your cows! (laughs) Wait, somebody's taking my cows and killing them. <laughs> I'm gonna read that tomorrow in the blotter in the moose paper. Oh. Hey Cecily, I, I got a question for you. It seems as though the Gossip Girl blog contains information that no one could possibly know immediately after it happens. Where can I find these omniscient bloggers to follow them? 
Well, you'll have to uh, pick a religion of your choosing and, uh, you know, find yourself a spirit guide, guardian angel, something of that sort. That's actually what the bloggers are. Drunken spirit guides. <laughs> Point of a clarification, this is a salt shaker uh, <laughs> desk. Um, now, how do you have any other options except but? You know, pick a religion of your choosing. How would you pick a religion of someone else's choosing? Mine is a wolf that's also Baha'i. <laughs> he believes in unity, but also killing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a very personal decision. You shouldn't, you know, say, put a bunch of religions on a dartboard and have somebody else throw a dart at it. You yourself it's should your throw that dart. It's <laughs> <laughs> an, an excellent point you have there. They're all as effective, so, you know. That's how my mom picked my brother's baby name. That's why he's named 15. <laughs> the standard dartboard. They didn't have religions on dartboards where I grew up. I don't know where you're from. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about 15 double four? Oh, I know 15 double four. <laughs> that explains why my sister's named Bystander. <laughs> with a neck wound. Wow. Uh, Cecily, this is um, Wall Cobweb. <laughs> Uh, at one point, um, I bet I know where you were staring. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, this is Walcock hanging out, uh, and I'm glad it wasn't your name. Huh? What's a Walcock? I'm, I'm belly fat, not wearing a shirt anymore. For comfort. Uh, and style. <laughs> All right, I think it is about time we should move on. Anybody else have any questions for Cecily? Cecily? Mm? Nah. <laughs> I like how you're really twitchy. Just like, <laughs> I don't know what your character's name is anymore because it keeps changing, but I know your accent's following mine. <laughs> I think we're all just going the same accent hole. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day! <laughs> I think that'll be a fine segment. Hey, that was actually pretty good, Alex. I've been working on it. You see, I lost it again. I can only say tink and fine. Those are the only two words I can do in Irish. I think it'll be fine. But then we'll end it here. I've been working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Cecily, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's been an honor. I hope you take your your money and do great things with it or do terrible things and then blog about it. Absolutely. It's all Campari and perfume from here on out. I hope you buy a bunch of birds and gas them. (laughs) Skeet, that got dark. <laughs> what, going, Skeet? what step is that of the program, yeah. Skeet? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going through a lot. <laughs> this ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, at Katy Perry's mansion. Miss Perry, please open up. It's the metaphor police. This is a joke, right? No joke, ma'am. But I'll tell you what is. Your sloppy use of metaphor and your hit song, Firework. That song came out like six months ago. Uh, We've been busy. Exhibit one, quote, Cause there's a spark in you, you just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. If there really is a spark in you, you don't have to ignite it.
Metaphor defeated. Furthermore, if it's true that, quote, baby, you're a firework, I cannot stress how dangerous it would be to have a spark in you and light it. Under no circumstance should you have a spark already in a firework. Guys, it's just a song. Did anyone actually hit Britney one more time? Yes, we tried to warn her. Exhibit two. If, baby, you're a firework and you do let your colors burst, you will die. You will be a burnt out shell of a firework or more likely ash. You guys are insane. Luckily, it's easily fixed. We went to audiblepodcast.com slash readitweep and ordered you a free copy of Strunk and White's The Elements of Style. That'll firm up your floppy metaphors. Wow. Really? What if I want to cancel my trial subscription? The book is yours to keep. And uh, if I change the song, you guys will leave? Yes. yes. <sighs> Fine. Audiblepodcast.com slash readitweep. Katy Perry, please have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you're a All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. Oh, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing left. Unfortunately, you're going to be going first, Chris. Oh, shit. You have no time to prepare because it is your turn for the minor compliment. What is the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about Gossip Girl, the novel? I really like how music is treated so non-specifically in this audiobook. Uh, for instance, at the first day of school, they're asked to open their hymnals and start reading. But instead of a hymn that plays, instead in the background, it's Bach's cello suite. The uh, Is that the first cello suite or the fourth? Um, anyway, it's beautiful. And it has nothing to do with the book, but they decided to grace us with that beauty. I'm a little insulted that you went that smoothly into a compliment after insisting you had nothing. Uh, well, it was my last remaining hate, and all it is is I have to replace it with words I really loved. <laughs> then, in theory, I would add cello over it, but I don't want to take the time. Yes. <laughs> Wait, yes. yes, I do. Uh, 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 Keyboard into the soundboard is a bad idea. <laughs> Sounds like a duck playing a kazoo. <laughs> it did not sound anything like uh, the cello I had hoped. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> All right. Uh, you should take that away from you, Alex. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, continuing on backwards. Ezra, that's your compliment. Okay. Got a quote uh, that helped help clear up a lot of things about women and, um, and feminism. Uh-oh. This is Vanessa. We have, uh, you know, Vanessa has, like, a shaved head, and, like, she's all, like, not like super pretty, uh, and she's different. But wait, check this out. <laughs> Vanessa hugged herself. Just thinking about Dan made her feel like she had to pee. Under that shaved head and that impossible black turtleneck, she was just a girl. So what we know about girls is they have small bladders, <laughs> and they seem to be somewhat like untrained poodles. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly Amanda, what, confirm yeah. or deny? Confirm, oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> cute boys definitely make me want to pee absolutely oh my yeah. god or that could just be all the scotch yeah <laughs> well it could be it could be that i had two guinnesses and a glass of wine but i've been thinking about dan a lot and i really have to pee <laughs> <laughs> uh okay i guess it's my turn then for a compliment uh, so this this compliment is to cecily for setting my expectations of her characters low enough that they could exceed them Oh, 
So, Yay. so as far as I know, Serena doesn't have any eating disorders. Oh. And Chuck Bass didn't touch Serena while she was asleep. And Serena returned $20 to Blair that she totally didn't have to. And the characters were set, the, all the characters in this book have been set so low that in all three <laughs> of those moments, I was like, wow, what a nice thing to do. Um, actually, Alex, yeah. uh, there was some like eating disorder stuff that got edited out. No, don't tell me that. Yeah, so so I mean, this is she has a diet lunch, which is really bizarre. It's um lemon yogurt. Don't say anything. Um, <laughs> sal- uh, salad with a little bit of uh, blue cheese dressing, and then um a cup of tea with lemon in it. That's her diet lunch. Okay. Oh. That, well, that actually is somewhat balanced with you know really? carbs, protein, and fat. You mean with yogurt and tea? Wait. Yeah. Where's the carbs? Um, There's no carbs. Oh, I guess yeah. that's Lettuce, right. leaves, and yogurt. Well, I was thinking that the salad had a heavy dose of bread on the side. But... <laughs> I'm just assuming... If you add bread to it, it has carbs. I'm just assuming that she had pizza before this lunch, because otherwise, why would you not be that, that not hungry? Because <laughs> otherwise, she'd be a little too hungry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have come to the end of the compliment round. Amanda, it's your turn. One last thing. nice. You get the last nice word about this book. Uh, I appreciated that I learned a, a, a new word to call preppy annoying people uh waspoid yeah <laughs> gossip girl the book tried really super hard to coin that term because <laughs> because nothing gets the preppy kids to stop making fun of you like you making up a really dorky nickname for them that will never catch on <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a good point but the preppy kids will be super Im- they'll be totally defeated by your amazing wordplay I just love that gossip girl was trying to make it sound like that was sexy, <laughs> and then, like that's what she. Ooh, those wasboid boys. Like that's this. That's just gross. Yeah, I'm not. Ooh, I'm boy, that, that boy. He makes me think of bugs and yuppies. <laughs> <laughs> like adding oid to something to make it sexier. <laughs> <laughs> That is it for our show. Thank you for joining us for episode 86. We're Please come back again next week. We're going to be watching the second half of the newest season of Jersey Shore, the season three finale. We've got a little catching up to do, so uh, join us for a bunch of those episodes. It's going to be a wicked good time. Yeah, yeah, podcast, yeah. As always, <laughs> you can uh, send us any feedback you have about this or any other episodes. Go to read-weep.com and click on the envelope in the upper left-hand corner. And we would love to hear from you, good, bad, indifferent. Amanda, would you like to give a quick plug to your blog? Uh, I would. Uh, I blog over at skeptic.org with a bunch of other women and, and one dude. Um, and we also just expanded We expanded our franchise recently. We also have a Mad Art Lab, uh, which is an art and science collaboration. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, we, we refurbished Teen Skeptic, and we also have a Skeptic Sweden blog now. Wow. Do you have to assemble <laughs> yeah. it yourself? Or? It's like Sweden versus the world in Skeptic. <laughs> I'm not even sure I believe in Sweden. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I am. So yes, we are planning to take over the world, well, much well, like Nate's dick. <laughs> In the end, they'll end up forming a triumvirate with Skeptic, Skeptic Sweden, and Nate's penis. <laughs> oh, watch out for the Eastern Front, guys. <laughs> Nate's penis isn't holding very strong. <laughs> the cold, who would have thought? <laughs> 
All right, awesome. Hey, uh, also, Amanda, uh, do you happen to have a cat? I don't. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, a, a dog? No, no pets? No, Anything cute? No pets. Not even a plant? No, I hate plants. Fuck plants. <laughs> Pet rock? Plants are great. You get to watch something die and know it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the difference between you and me. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, uh, thank you, as always, Chris and Ezra. You guys have also been fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, we will be back at you next week with the Jersey Store. So check that out. Talk to you later. Bye. Let me in. I have plans of dominating your undercarriage. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing from nothing beats nothing. You gotta have something.